Hi, my name is Serena Aurora. I am an Ayurvedic health practitioner and certified yoga therapist. And this is a series of talks that brings Ayurvedic practices to promote optimal health and sustainable healing. And I really look forward to sharing them with you. So good afternoon. Thank you um, for coming back. <laughs> Today is uh, our first 20, 30 minute session of Ayurveda together. So it's going to be little pieces of what we're doing in session, what we're doing in the mornings and start to pull the or start to look at them from an Ayurvedic lens. So now that you have your foundation, now you can really start to connect the dots between Ayurveda, human potential work, the yoga, all of the stuff that we're, that you are doing, experiencing, feeling, and start to really see yourself and be able to map it out. And so I'm going to start with the Kriyas. The Kriyas are really, really key piece of the practice. And oftentimes, I'm going to just give you a, a view into the future. The very what we want you to leave with, we do not want this to be just this flash in the pan. 15 days, come with us, we're going to take you on this ride and like leave feeling a certain way and then see ya and you're home. And it's like, what do I do with all this? Or you are not even, you're, you'll be like a different person. You'll feel like a different person. You'll feel through, you'll be walk, looking through life with, through a different lens. You may already be. And so when you go back to familiar, but with a different lens, that's where the work begins. And so what you, we hope for you, what we wish for you, what we aim to provide you with is something we call brim, a brim practice. Okay, and that is in your book, but it's also on a poster in the, in the studio. And I'll just, you don't need to know this uh, fully, but I want to give you a, a snapshot of what you will take home with you so that you can start to plant the seeds during your time here. Hmm, because we don't want, the worst thing to do is go home and have all this stuff feel super overwhelmed. And then, you know what, I know I've done it many times. I've been in these trainings. I will go home and I'm like, ah, I'm gonna do all this stuff that's new and I'm gonna implement and then I do it for a week and then after eight days, it's like, okay, I'll do this one a little bit later. Then in nine days, I'm like, oh, maybe I won't do that. And then 10 days, four, 14 days, I'm like doing half of it. And then three weeks later, I'm like, eh, fell off the wagon. And that is so common. And when you fall off the wagon, it's just this, to get back up again is very, very challenging. It's, it's like this, that reinforcing loop of what, gotta get, gotta do it again. Gotta get, it's not sustainable. It's like, I gotta find something else. I gotta find something else. I gotta find something else. And so to take home a brim practice is what is going to be your biggest bang for your buck? The things that you learn here, that you are gonna take one of these things and take it home. And I'll tell you, in most of the trainings, the Swastis, we call you Swastis after, <laughs> when you're part of the Swasta family, they say that their brim practice has changed, that, that was the cornerstone of 
keeping it going, of keeping it going. It's just a very, something so simple, really bite-sized things that are chewable, that are digestible, that you can take home. Not this big chunk, and, you, and it's not possible, it's not doable. One of those things was Kriyas, and I'm gonna come back to that. Some people say like the Kriyas are like, that's their staple. It's like that's what they take home and that's what they did. And if they don't do anything else except just maybe even one Kriya, they've been able to sustain um, vitality, health in some ways. We got so many emails during the pandemic, so many texts and messages and emails saying that if, thank God they had taken the training before the pandemic, otherwise they don't really know where they would have been. And they, they use this, this brim, okay? So the first one is breath. You've learned a few breath practices. You are taking breath with you. Kriyas are breath practices. Just one breath, one breath that is like key for you, the king breath for your, maybe your dosha, maybe for your imbalance, maybe the one that you know you need the most. And it's like one minute, one minute. Everyone can do one minute of breath, yes? R stands for ritual. So something you really hold sacred. What is this ritual that you're going to do every day? Maybe it's hot water. I'm gonna do hot water every day and that's my ritual. I get up, I put the kettle on, da 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 da. And, you can, and then if, after a while, you won't be able to, you'll crave it. You won't be able to do without it in some ways. Intention. You will leave here with an intention, and that is, you, you've already started that. Last night's conversation was a, a, the, the opening portal to that. And by the end of that, you will leave with your very personal intention, the one that is the most effective for you. Not one of those like fluffy resolutions that never get, <laughs> that we forget about in June by June, right? It's really like, what is this intention that is for me? It's like your North Star. Every time you notice you're going off balance, how do you come back? And you will notice, you'll notice it. You've already seen in the conversation last night. Okay, when I do this, when I feel this, this is what happens. When I'm faced with confrontation, I do this. I, this is what I sound like. And now you're gonna start to notice it. And each time, what is it? What's my intention? to get me back on track. And then these two, you know, they're interchangeable. Uh, first one was meditation or movement, or again, interchangeable, movement or meditation. So some kind of seated practice, some kind of meditation, So it, it, or maybe not even seated. Maybe my meditation is washing the dishes and I wash my dishes mindfully, and I just take my time, and it's a meditate, that is a meditation. It's like, I know I have to do this, and I'm gonna do this, and I'm going to meditate on this. It's going to be this, this very meditation in motion. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe it's walking your dog. And that is like, I'm going to, every, every time I'm gonna do the same thing, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be very mindful of my steps that I take, or, and then you have this, this meditation that you follow. It could be sitting for one minute. I'm gonna sit for one minute. That's it. 
and I'm going to really, I'm just going to focus on my breath, and that's it. Movement, and we'll talk about this as we go on, movement is really the key. It's like biggest bang for your buck. It's not an hour-long yoga class in the morning. It's not, I'm going to do 30 minutes of breath work, then I'm going to, I mean, think about it. You're up at six, you're <laughs> eating, you've got yoga, you do breath work, you meditate, meditate, then you do your yoga. I mean, that's three hours long. That's, you're not going to take that home. You're not going to do three hours of practice every, that's insane. So it's like, I'm going to do one movement and we're going to talk about which movements are going to help your imbalance specifically, what's good for your constitution specifically. And then maybe it's just, or it's maybe a piece of the sequence and we're, we'll break that down, okay? So I just wanted to plant that seed for you. Okay, so keep that in mind as we have these talks, as we have these talks during, the, during these afternoons. So as I said, one of the things that people take home with them uh, are Kriyas. And they really, really, it's sometimes, it feels to me, it's like we do them a lot, we do them, they can be really quick and biggest bang for your buck in some ways. They're powerful, they can be. And so each of the Kriyas, we'll talk about that now, is, fits into th each of the domains, each of the, the three domains. Mm -hmm. So the first one, speaks to our physical domain. And if you consider your physical body, I like to consider the bottom half of your body, your body. And this is where, and I've, I've said it before in class, this is where y your truth is. You know the saying, trust your gut? That's it, trust your gut. And somewhere along the line, and oftentimes when there's trauma or even little t traumas, small traumas, big traumas, or a pain associated with it, we, and we've said it before, we often cut ourselves off. We cut ourselves off from here down. It's too much pain. I don't want to deal with it. Cut it off. I'm just going to think my way through life, and that's it. Feeling not for me anymore. And we cut off the physical body, the physical sensations. I remember being in Mexico City um, doing workshop, a workshop for a really amazing Ayurvedic company out there. And I gave personal consultations to most of these uh, people that were in the workshop. So I, whew, it was a lot of probably over 60 people I gave consultations to over that, the span of that week. And it was so shocking how many people had something from their body had been removed. So they were like, oh, well, I had this thing, I, you know, and I asked the doctor and they couldn't figure it out, so then they took it out. So I had this thing and they took out my gallbladder. I had this thing, so they took out my uterus. I had this thing, so they took out my right kidney. I had this thing, so they took out part of my hip. I had this thing, so they took out part of my liver. All of these things were being taken out. And it really was the when in doubt, take it out. And there, then she's, there was all these stories of they took it out, but it wasn't that. So then they took this out, and then they took this out. And it was a chain. There was one woman where there was a chain of, she had, 
her uterus was gone, her gallbladder was gone, and her left kidney, part of her left kidney was gone. Because they couldn't figure out what was happening, what her condition was, her issue was. So it was <laughs> shocking. And, um, you know, her last resort is Ayurveda. And she's like, I need, because she still had her condition. After being completely, literally torn apart, ripped apart, and now all, all these missing parts of her, she's disassociated completely. She has no, she doesn't have that feeling. And you know, when a, an organ is taken out, you still have that space. So you can still like feel that. And you can still also, in, and according to yoga therapy, give that area prana, give that area breath and, and direct breath into that area to um, find some healing from the inside out. And so um, all of that to say the physical body is something that we need to come back to. And the Kriyas allow for that, especially the first Kriya, which is Kapala Bhati, breath of fire. And it's bringing your attention deep down. Eyes closed for this one is key. It is essential. If you notice you're opening your eyes during this, this breath, if you're opening your eyes and you're looking out, your attention is up here or out here and not down here, ask yourself why that is. Okay. So this is a really important practice of getting out of here, bridging this gap and getting low. And so you must get, you must take the time to descend. Take the time to descend. And even though it's the first one, that's why. It's the first one because it's the most powerful. So if you consider yourself building a fire. So you start with, what do you start with to build a fire? Kindling. kindling. So you kindle, kindling there and then you just start to, you know, light it and then maybe some leaves, a little bit more, whatever, you know, dry grass, whatever that you need to start building this fire. Then you can start adding small branches. Then you can start adding pieces of wood, but it has to, it's a slow build. Otherwise, what happens? Yeah, it's out. Agni is, is out. The fire is out. So this is the beginning. And so closing your eyes and just exploring where you're at that morning. Because we're different every morning, every day, every moment of every day. So where am I? So the build. Start to pump your belly. Start to pump. It's really slow. You can start slowly. Get a feel for it. Start to build it. You can start to make it a little bit quicker. And it's the pump. No inhalation. The inhalation comes automatically with the release of your belly. Release. Pump. Release. Pump. Release, pump, release. If you're not releasing your belly, you're doing this. <laughs> Do you see that? It's, it's in, 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 and then you have to have a big inhale. In, 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 you run out of air. But if you actually physically release your belly, then you'll get air. The lungs will refill. It's very key. This speaks to our physical domain is Kapalabhati, and it speaks to the seat of Vata. This is the seat of Vata. Vata lives in your pelvis. 
That's, I don't know, some of you, I did some hands-on assisting. I pressed down on your pelvis at the beginning. I don't, some of you may have felt it, some of you not. And how did that feel, those of you who felt it? Yeah? It is one of the most grounding places to touch. So if you can physically press on your pelvis, and your pelvis can hold a lot of pressure, Physically press on your pelvis, put a sandbag on your pelvis, put some, get an assist, um, you know, uh, that's why putting your, squeezing your legs into your pelvis, this, this pressure is actually quite good for feeling grounded. That's why we're pulling our legs in, we're plugging our bones into our body. And by putting pressure on the seat of the dosha, seat of vata, you are actually decreasing the dosha and that's what we want we want to put pressure on the seat of vata so in our legs and in our pelvis this area right here and that is going to decrease vata that's going to decrease air and space we want that we want that we want to put the dosha back into its seat. We want to put it back into our pelvis, back into our colon, so we can expel it. Yes, wind relieving, right? Wind relieving. It's relieving wind. It's putting pressure into your pelvis so it can go out. The air can go out. The vata can leave. That is very, very important. Vata needs to go into a certain the, into this, it's, it's fine in the seat, it's fine in the colon, because it can be pushed out. What happens, when it starts to wreak havoc, is when it starts to move out of this area, when it moves out of its seat, vata in your, I don't know, um, what's vata in your stomach? What do you feel? Mm-hmm, vata in your lungs. <laughs> right, asthma and, and, well, congestion is kapha in your lungs, but vata in your lungs is like, like, yeah, and movement and asthma, like wheezing, dryness. Vata in your eyes, dry eyes. Vata in your heart, tachycardia. Okay, really high. So we don't want vata up here ground, move it down, get it back into its seat, okay? And that's what Kapalabhati, breath of fire, does. It pulls Vata back down into its own seat and it starts the fire, starts the fire, burns the Agni. So if you look on page 22, you'll see it and you'll see the way that it pacifies vata, explains it. Is it 22? Um, no, it's the cleansing technique kriya is um, 34. 34. Thank you. Okay, I'm an old. It would be 22, though. <laughs> ah, right. It got taken out. Okay, thank you. So, the seat of vata is the colon and the pelvic region. By stimulating and putting pressure on this area, we're able to reduce qualities of vata, air, space, dry and cold and bring prana to the area instead, whereby massaging, warming, and removing obstructions in the colon. Yes, that's what we need. 
as well as other digestive and reproductive organs, specifically the prostate and the ovaries. So this is a specific breath for prostate, specific. It directs prana directly to the prostate and the ovaries. So if you have, I don't know, uh, um, cystic ovaries, or if you have uh, painful menstruation, or you have, that's vata in your, um, in your uter, in your ovaries. If you have um, scanty periods, if you have um, reproductive issues like erectile dysfunction, if you have any, any reproductive issues that have to do with vata, this breath, can start to re regulate it. It can start to bring prana into this space. I have had women who have not had their period in two years come to this training, do Kapalabhati for three days, and they get their period. And they are crying. It's like, this works. So take this breath very seriously. These all of this, these kriyas, very seriously. Okay, next one is emotional domain. Emotional domain lives up here. Emotional is in the lungs, in the stomach, in this uh, chest cavity area, okay? Also in your kidneys, because your kidneys are quite high. You know, you think they're kind of low, well, they're like, well, I guess they're about here. But that whole area, okay, All right here, stomach, low, chest, all this area, whole cavity, torso. So now, we're moving the torso. You're not, I know I saw some of you, it's, sometimes it's just the shoulders. It's not the shoulders. Arch, round, arch, round, arch, round. Use really vigorous movement in your torso. You're opening and squeezing all your front organs, all your side organs, and you are ultimately squeezing the lungs. Squeeze your lungs, squeeze your lungs, and pushing air through your lungs. And not only that, but the fire that you started. Now the heat, you're, now your bellow breath, you're putting air into this fire to make it, now we're putting in the little branches putting branches on the kindling. You started the kindling, now it's branches, getting a little bit bigger. You're starting to really tend to your fire. This is where you tend to your fire. I wanna keep it going, I'm not gonna let it go out. This is, I'm really gonna work hard to give it what it needs. Your arms are also there for the ride. And there's force, it's forceful, it's not you know, the Vata <laughs> Kriya, okay? Or I've seen, <laughs> okay? There's, there's focus and force and directness into this. That's what Kriya is. Kriya is to cleanse. Lose control, lose control. I know that's difficult for most people to even fathom. How can I lose control? This is the opportunity to uh, let whatever needs to arise, arise. What is in your body, what comes out of your body, not your head. You don't have to understand it. I said that earlier this morning. You don't have to understand it. It's your body is releasing, maybe even 
and we said it earlier, lineages, so maybe even stuff that isn't even yours that you're carrying. Maybe it's previous lifetimes, maybe it's maternal li line, maybe it's paternal line, maybe it's whatever's coming in, whatever has been manifested in you, in your body, and if you don't need, this will surface. And this is the power of this practice. So this is the emotional domain. It is the seat of kapha. Kapha lives in your lungs and your um, chest area. So <laughs> why? Because we can get mucus out of our lungs. We can cough it out. And this is like, you know, that one where we did bellows breath really strongly. <laughs> Go to your edge. Go to your edge. If you need to co and you cough, if you're coughing, sneezing, whatever it comes out, let it come out. So pushing it out forcefully using the diaphragm. The diaphragm, as you do that, <laughs> you're squeezing the diaphragm up into the bottom thirds of your lungs, and you're removing the emotions of grief, sadness, loneliness that live in the lungs. Breath practices are right here for us. They're free, they're in your back pocket. You can do it anytime, anytime. And so if you can get that out of your lungs uh, through breath, then you're gonna make more room for the opposite, for joy, for some ease. Okay, the last one is cognitive, up here, brain. And when we think, you know, this is like, the thinking, who thinks a lot? Like Vata Pittakava, who thinks a lot? Pittas. And the pittas, so this is like, this is the idea of like getting it out, like throwing it out, throwing it out of your mind. Not only that, but you're squeezing the seat of pitta, which is your small intestine, small intestine. So the small intestine is here, and literally you're squeezing, 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 and that twisting action can start to open up some of the side bodies and you're gonna release that heat for, that the pittas um, accumulate. So, um, this, this are the emotions of anger, irritation, jealousy, frustration, judgment, and they cause more the mental ama, the mental toxicity that keeps the story alive, that keeps feeding our bodies and keeps feeding us um, the negativity, the toxicity. And so if, like, I heard, if yelling needs to come out, if swearing needs to come out, if, like, words come out, if, uh, and also the sounds that you hear might trigger, now the fire has built, it's being built, now it's like put on, put the wood on, and now it's this raging fire. You are hot. And I saw a few of you, you sweat during the Kriyas. Yes? Does anybody sweat during the Kriyas? Okay, so that's it, that's good, you're doing good work. So let that sweat, this is where now it's like this rage, this fire is burning. And now, let's, Push it away. Let's get that fire burning and burn away what needs to be burned away. And I was going to say the sounds sometimes trigger memories, trigger um, 
things that maybe we have, have put away, the things that we don't want to hear. Okay, and this is like, no, this is the no. Maybe, maybe you've said no in the past and it went unheard. Maybe someone did not hear your no. What is coming up and out? So the fire has grown, it's been nurtured and it's building and heat rises. So now the heat is coming up and out through your breath, through your voice, through sound, through... So let out the heat, let it out. Because all of that heat isn't... You don't want it just to be built for nothing. Now it's... Whatever that sounds like to you. And push it out. So that you can find a space of meditation in your time in meditation afterwards. A space of... Residual, now it's the smoke, whatever the smoke is that's being caught, that has been created. What is that residual that will then show itself to you in the meditation? Okay. So if I were to just finish the diagram, Vata is the seat of Vata is in the pelvis. The seat of, oh, wrong color, that's okay. Seat of kapha, lungs, good, and stomach too, so getting it out. And then the seat of pitta in the, yeah, so your stomach's quite high. Your stomach's quite high. You don't, we don't think of our stomach as very high, but it is. Let's make that circle bigger. <laughs> okay. Small intestine. All right. And so this is the way you clean your cup. This is the way you empty your cup. This is the way you put it through the washing machine, right, Noel? <laughs> and the dishwasher, even. So it's like, how are you washing yourself out? And it's going to take some agitation. Get uncomfortable. Lose control. Make sound. Be with it all. Whatever comes up, be with it. All right. Thank you. I have a quick question. Yeah. The says um, at your own pace for three minutes. Do you yeah. recommend the other two as well for three? Uh, so the Kriyas are three minutes long, each one of them. So that's what, I don't know if we did it for three minutes today. We did? Yeah. We yeah. Did. yeah. So the first day was a little bit shorter. <laughs> What's that? But we definitely did. We definitely did. Okay. Yeah. And so that's like the time. Yeah. So each one. Mm -hmm. And let's just say Kapala. Repeat. Kapala. Kapala means forehead. This is my Kapala. Small one. <laughs> Bati. Bati. Yeah. So shining. Bati means shining. So shining forehead. You're literally creating fire to shine your skull, to clear away the clutter, the sh cloud, the shroud, the story. You're literally clearing away. The, you're clearing your, shining out your forehead. Or shining skull, some people say. Shining skull. All right, thank you.